BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's very clear to me. What I say last hour, Darren, I see things before everybody else and everybody calls me crazy. And then what I say comes to fruition and nobody comes back and apologizes and goes, yeah, you were right. How about that? Like, I mean, nobody. But I'm used to it. I don't get upset about it anymore. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Used to it and over it, right? I'm over this week. I'm ready for the weekend, baby. Hope you are, too. It's a football Friday for many of you people. It's the highlight of your weekend. I get it. I'm broadcasting from the South Florida studio. Darren Moose-Dupont joins us from the Queen City, where he's in town, ready to broadcast some Canada West football. Sorry, Darren, I got my lights and my camera all uh, mixed up here today. But that's okay. We're ready to talk football. And this opening segment's going to be a little different, I feel, from normal because um, I want to settle in on a few topics. But let me just say this. You want to explain to our wonderful audience why you are where you are and what's going down with you? Yeah, my TV assignments got me here in Regina for uh, university football. Uh, Regina Rams, Manitoba Bisons on Saturday. So I uh, got in here late last night getting settled, going to get into some prep, go see the teams, and uh, have a great weekend. Did you take your Manscaped facial razor, the one that fits real well on your shaving kit? Did you take it with you? Did, did you I take it? my razor? Of course I did. Yeah, it's in, the, uh, it's in the bathroom. Okay, cool. Well, I might be the first person, the ever human, first ever human to shave while on the air. I've had an <clears throat> interesting morning. Nothing terrible. Just not, not really on schedule. You know what I mean? So I might shave yeah. a little later over the next two hours. Uh, on the program, Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN coming up. And also Eddie Steele, Great Cup champion and Edmonton CFL analyst. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, and we'll get down to business. Uh-oh, I should have touched that. Ah! <laughs> I should not have touched that. Uh -oh. I know the people on Radio Kit. Yeah. Okay. If that thing falls down and I die, you're good to take over, okay? We're going to open with baseball moose. Nick Castellanos became the first player ever to hit multiple home runs in consecutive playoff games, and the Philadelphia Phillies earned a 3-1 Game 4 victory in the NLDS to eliminate the Atlanta Braves for the second straight year. Sorry, Atlanta. How we doing down there, Rhino Radio, as we are live on WQEE Radio in Atlanta? I guess it's now full-on NFL season there, right? 
The Phillies head to the NLCS to play the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are making their first trip since 2007. Game one goes Monday in Philly. 2.2, Juicy Soros made 23 saves for his 21st NHL shutout, and Nashville beat the Seattle Kraken 3-0 to give Andrew Brunette his first win as head coach of the Nashville Predators. Jason Robertson, a newcomer, Matt Duchesne, scored in the shootout as the Dallas Stars beat the St. Louis Blues 2-1 in the season opener for both teams. And Brock Faber got his first NHL goal in the first period. Philip Gustafson stopped 41 shots for a season opening shutout. And the Minnesota Wild beat the Florida Panthers 2-0. I'll pause there for a second. Those are the highlights of the Thursday night NHL games. Um... Our NHL coverage and hockey talks brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company in Calgary. Darren, as you know, because we spoke earlier, this was my night last night. I don't know if I told you this. I went to meet my gang, and I don't know if they were pulling a fast one on me or what, but I went to the wrong place. We go to the normal place every Thursday, but for whatever reason, they decided to change it up last night. So I sat at a table by myself, pounded a pizza, left. And they said, yeah, we told you that we were going to this place. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I go every Thursday we go to this place. So from there, I went to the high school football game, Cardinal Gibbons versus the Hallandale team, 63-3. to The Chiefs won. And before the game, I went into the coach's uh, room. It's on our Instagram story. You can see it at the Rod Peterson Show official, at the Rod Peterson. You can see the locker room shots from uh, Fort Lauderdale. One of the coaches came up to me assistant coach to coach the and he goes hey i was watching your show your podcast i think it's awesome i was like really with the panthers one and he's like no the cfl one and i'm like well <laughs> well thank you so much if that's what we are here a cfl podcast i'm okay with that um but we're sitting here talking hockey right now in the warm-up to appease everybody and i just want to say this i gave the buck one of those cfl hats that the cfl sent me the head coach of the cardinal gibbons football team he played in the cfl you need a flag waiver you need an advocate and me and matt are that for the cfl here in the united states of america but can i say this to the cfl fans get a little more active on social media i put game notes down for tonight's double header on friday night football i got twenty-four thousand plus followers on twitter i know it's not pat mcafee but it's not a schlub three likes three likes on game notes and highlights for tonight's cfl games Wiki wiki. There's media saying we'd give the CFL more coverage, but the fans are just dormant. So jump on it. And then my point here is from there, I went to the Florida Panthers watch party at the Funky Bruda Brewery. Funky Buddha Brewery. And watched this Panthers game. And to be honest, it was packed. Uh, there's also some shots from that on my social media. Uh, it was a shutout. Two nothing. Wasn't that exciting of a game at all. Uh, I'm not even going to sit here and analyze it. That's as far as I want to go on Thursday NHL leftovers. If you have any, Darren, please pass them along now or forever hold your peace. No, I saw a lot of coverage uh, and was diving in and out among flying. The Dallas game was interesting. They won the home opener. That was good to see. And some new faces there having success. Good to see Matt Duchesne uh, getting in on the on the action again. Um, new team for him. And Andrew Burnett. Congratulations, Andrew Burnett. You know, he got passed over after being the interim coach in Florida for the big job. You know, um, Paul Maurice comes in, but he landed. Great spot for him and good for him to get his first win because I know he's, he's highly liked and I hope he has a lot of success.
Great NHL leftover segment. And yes, next up for the Florida Panthers is Paul Maurice's return to Winnipeg. That's on Saturday, and the Jets will be looking for their first win in their home opener. Our hockey coverage is brought to you, as mentioned, by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary. Head down to the tap room today. Open noon till 8 p.m. You can watch this show on their variety of big screen TVs and check them out at Common Crown Brewing Company. CommonCrown.ca. I'm wearing this Tampa Bay Buccaneers t-shirt today for a couple of reasons. I give the credit for the dress code to this show to producer Clark. How Do you remember that? when we, a thousand and however many shows, a thousand, ninety-eight, ninety-nine shows ago, you remember me saying, what should I wear for the first show? And Clark was like, wear whatever you want. Wear what you would be wearing on a normal day. That's me today in a Buccaneers t-shirt. You're welcome. I'm not wearing a Dolphins t-shirt because they don't do anything for us. Nor really do the Buccaneers, but I like the style of this shirt. Uh, yeah, and if Pat McAfee can win the media person of the year in both the National Football League and college football and wear a muscle shirt, you're not allowed to call it a wife beater anymore, and I support the banning of that term. I can wear whatever the hell I want, and you can wear whatever the hell you want. But it's interesting. This is where I said we're a little off track here in the opening segment, and we're all okay with that. If you watch Pardon the Interruption, which we do, look at those guys. Tony Kornheiser's in a suit, in his library, every day, in his house. Mike Wilbon goes between his house and the studio, but he's always dressed up. See the difference between old school and new school? And I don't even know what the answer is. We watch it all. Does it really matter, Darren? You know, it doesn't. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got to be authentically you. There is something about putting on a tie and a suit or dressing, you know, nicely that um, lends itself to just perceived credibility. Um, but there's something to be authentic, and, and people love that too. And Pat McAfee's pretty authentically himself. And I think, you know what, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon are pretty authentically themselves at the same time. So I think that's great. Variety is the spice of life, as they say. And uh, if we were all the same, it'd be pretty boring. Yeah, I just wonder if the rules of the world have changed um, or if I, they don't apply to me anymore. You know that one rule, dress for the job you want, not the job you have? I have the job I want, and therefore I think I'm dressed for it. So I don't know if that rule's changed, if it still applies, or if I'm just past the rules. You know what I mean? By the way, this is the warm-up where Darren and I get into the quick six show topics. We're not going to be able to get to them all here. We'll push some of them to hour two, and we'll play NFL Deal or No Deal then. I see people have written in with 97 comments, like one person, 90, not 97, but you know what I mean. I've only told you 1,099 times this is the segment for Darren and I. I'm not even looking at your comments, but they don't listen, and guess what? That's going to have to be just their problem. We're not reading viewer comments here. Tell you that every day, but you never listen. It's become a you problem, not a me problem. Point three, Patrick Mahomes threw for 306 yards and a touchdown as the Kansas City Chiefs held off the Denver Broncos 19-8. It was the Chiefs' 16th straight win over the Broncos. And uh, Denver quarterback Russell Wilson was held to just 95 yards passing with a touchdown and a pair of interceptions. We'll uh, spend a little time on this, get to CFL if we can. There'll be a lot more CFL later on in the program, and Jim Barker coming up next. Was the game, you were traveling, so maybe you didn't see it. All I saw as I sat at the high school football game here, which was close to a sellout, Hallandale didn't bring any fans. Do you have fans, Hallandale? They didn't bring many fans. It was all Chiefs fans. 
And then I went over to the watch party, the Florida Panthers watch party. So I wasn't watching Thursday Night Football, but what I saw on Twitter was that it was just a dog of a game. Neither team scored 20 points. It didn't look very good as I look at the stats. What do you know about it? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, the one thing, there's two things that stand out that were, were kind of, you know, maybe the opposite of what you would have expected. You know, and, and looking at some of these numbers, like the Broncos' defense appears to have played better than they have most of the year. That was their Achilles heel is their defense was giving up so many points, 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. And their offense had actually played pretty well. The, the narrative actually has been that Russell Wilson's not the problem. He's putting up Patrick Mahomes-like numbers and looking like their offense is actually moving the football. But eight points last night tells you that they didn't, you know, weren't that effective. So that's the NFL. One week to the next, you don't know what you're going to get. But what was interesting is we were going back and forth about the line on this game. I know we're going to play deal or no deal, and this is how interesting it is. The line was 10.5 points for the Chiefs. They won by 11. A half a point over the spread. So, I mean... If you want any more evidence that these, the, the, the odds makers know what they're doing, that's it. Oh, I, I don't need any more evidence. And I, to be honest, when I worked in the CFL, I had a lot of guys, players, and coaches say, why do you talk about the line so much? Which told me that they're all watching, which I know that they are. And I said, because I'm so, I can't, I'm biased. You know, I want the Riders to win every game. I think they're going to win every game. I want to know what the odds makers are thinking. Right, because they're not biased at all. And their players and coaches are, oh, okay. And for that matter, any game. These guys get paid to come up with a point spread. They're not always right, um, but they're more right than I am, or you are. <laughs> That's their job, you know. The one thing that I did see, and I, this how, is how sports has changed, and I don't necessarily think it's wrong. I saw as many highlights of Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift sitting together hugging in a suite as they did the on-field play. And if that's what we're selling in pro football and sports now, then that's fine. I don't, like it's, this is my third fall in America, so I've learned a lot. Jim Barker's probably watching now, he would get it. You can't get away from NFL coverage. You can't get away from it. It's up in your face all day, every day. And so I don't even remember where I heard. Oh, Brittany Mahomes is upset. Patrick Mahomes' wife, because Taylor Swift's getting all the attention. There's more camera shots of her. I'm like, I, I just can't. Why are we talking about this? Who cares? Yet the ratings have never been higher. The revenues have never been higher. And they've never sold more merchandise. So it doesn't matter what I think. I don't know how that changed. <laughs> but here we are. I will spend a minute on this. we got three minutes. Our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. I want to spend more time next hour on that. Um, tonight, BC at Hamilton, Sask at Calgary. The game notes there are that BC is favored by 3.5 going into Hamilton, but the Ticats have won three in a row, four of their last five. It's Bo Levi Mitchell's first ever home start. How about that? This is the 10th all-time Dickinson Bowl. In the late game, Calgary home to Sask. It's the 10th all-time Dickinson Bowl. But for whatever reason, they didn't put what the record was in the Dickinson Bowl between Sask and Calgary, the two Dickinson brothers. So I, and I'm, I'm too old to go digging into lockers, like Lou Brown said in Major League. I'm too old to go look it up. So I don't know what it is, all-time Dickinson Bowl. I just know tonight's the 10th one. 
But I want to say this. Montreal left, point five, Montreal left quite the impression on the NBA's Oklahoma City Thunder. Hamilton Shea Gilgis Alexander, a star guard with the Thunder, said the league, the NBA, should put a team in Montreal. His comments came following the Thunder's 128-125 loss to Detroit in preseason action. The Saint-Rebel had a sellout crowd of 21,055 people for the game. And our poll question today for Key Auto Group, which, by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Should Montreal get an NBA franchise? I will jump out and say Absolutely, yes, let's do it. NBA's ready for expansion. It's been a while since they have. Montreal's a world-class city. They got the facility there. The NBA's a global league. Montreal's a global city. What more do you need to know? Put me down as a yes. Moose, what are you voting? Should Montreal get an NBA franchise? Yeah, I'd be down for that. They're a very passionate sports fan base, and I know the Montreal Canadiens kind of seem to dominate that a little bit. But, you know, from the impact to the Alouettes, who have always, you know, traditionally done pretty well, um, they're a pretty, you know, pretty uh, fanatic sports uh, market. And when you said, you know, they're a world-class city, they are. They're a world-class city. Um, and I think whenever we're talking about expansion into Canada for these pro leagues, and this is with all due respect to the other cities, but Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver are the three big world-class cities that should be able to compete on an international stage. Um, Montreal seems like a logical place, and I think people would love to come there on road trips. A really good question would be who will get an NBA uh, franchise first, Las Vegas or Montreal? Because they've been talking about it in Vegas for a long time. I hope it's Montreal, but I'm not sure the NBA would want that. Uh, Moose, we'll see you in hour two. Be ready. You bet. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker joins us next. We're live on the Game Plus television network all across Canada and airing in 31 U.S. states. We're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later.
We're broadcasting football Friday from South Florida. And before we bring in Jim Barker, some comments from the audience, from the peanut gallery. Jordan writes in and says, uh, Taylor Swift is giving the NFL the opportunity to expand their audience to a demographic they've been trying to appeal to for years, young females. Speaking of young females, Allie in Texas writes in. She says, happy Friday, RP and squad. We made it through another week. And uh, Jeff, the Stams fan, says regarding Rod's comment earlier, Dave Dickinson holds a commanding 6-2 lead in head-to-head versus Craig. I, I love you for answering, but that can't be right. We've established I'm not good at math, but this is the 10th Dickinson Bowl tonight. 6-2 and two adds up to 8. So please check your numbers and get back to me. Let's bring him in now, Jim Barker. It is a delicious doubleheader tonight. Jim, welcome on in. His appearance brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Uh, let's start with BC and Hamilton, if you don't mind. Bo Levi's first home start, believe it or not. What's your take on this game? Well, but I thought he looked great last week. This will be a very interesting game for him because I think the BC defensive line will present different problems to Hamilton. Uh but what a huge game for Hamilton. If they can win this one, they put all the pressure on Montreal tomorrow to have to win. Uh, for BC, I think this is a tough game for them emotionally coming off of that. I mean, that was just a phenomenal game against Winnipeg, and they came up short, and now they have to travel across the country, and they play against a team that hasn't lost to anybody but Toronto since August. I mean, they're uh, they're playing as well as anybody in the league. I think they've got their offensive line situation under control since Jordan Murray's come back. Darrell Walker's going to draw in the lineup tonight, which gives him a kind of a true number one receiver. Now, whether he can return to what he was and that kind of thing, you know, he's, he's become an injury guy, which is, you know, not a good thing, but uh, they need him for a few games. And if he can give them a legitimate number one to go along with Tim White, and you know, then you, you sprinkle in Godwin and Bayless. And, you know, they have, they're, they're, they're getting better. Uh, and on defense, their secondary, which was young at the beginning of the year, those guys are starting to play better. And and so I see this as a game that's going to be very difficult for BC. Um, Mizell's not going to play. Now, they didn't even use him last week, which I thought hurt him against Winnipeg. But uh, but the speed of the BC defense is is going to be interesting to watch how how Hamilton handles that and whether they just run right at it, which is what I think they should do, is – to use their big offensive line because they have a big physical offensive line um, now with you know with Murray playing left tackle so uh, you know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game but boy what a great game that sets up for the next day in the, with the Montreal Edmonton game uh, absolutely and just you know, well sure BC favored by three and a half tonight going in and I'm no I don't really know why Ty Cats have won three in a row. For their last five. And that road win you just mentioned at Sask last week was their biggest blowout road win in their last 30 road games. So Hamilton's rolling. But I think we all would love to know your thoughts on the Dickinson Bowl tonight. Calgary, Sask. <laughs> this is a playoff game. This is a playoff you game. You know what? All week I've been worried about having to talk about this game because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love Saskatchewan. I, I really do. Um, Last week, I thought was their great opportunity uh, against Hamilton with all the things they had going. We talked about it on the show. Um, you know, all the motivational factors. And, I mean, I watched that, that George Reed thing um, in, during our pregame that, that they, they had on in Saskatchewan, and it made me want to go out and play. And then to have them come out 
and play the way they did, I really don't know what to make of this team. I, I would never pick them to win a game after watching that. And, and, and Craig Dickinson said the worst effort since he's been there. Uh, how you do that with so much on the line? Now, a Calgary win. I still think it's tough for Calgary. They play BC next week, who, if they don't win against, uh, against Hamilton, they're coming off of a loss. Um, they, they, and they want to put the pressure on Winnipeg to force them to win. Um, but they play BC, and then they play Winnipeg in a game that might mean nothing, but might mean something. So Calgary's got a tough road to hoe either way. Uh, but again, it's one of those things that it's just hard for me to watch a Saskatchewan team be such a letdown that they were this last week, and then to pick them to come back and go into Calgary, which is a is a you know a tough place to play. Now they've always played well there. Uh, Saskatchewan has always gone in and played well in in Calgary, but um, again, Bagleton's out for the Riders. I mean for uh, for the uh, Stamps, but. I just I just have this feeling they're going to play well and they're going to put their best out on the table. And I just don't know that I can say that about Saskatchewan. David in Winnipeg writes in, and I appreciate those that have written in ahead of time with questions for you. He says, uh, with how the Riders played last week, is it apparent that a majority of the team has quit on the coach and are playing for themselves and not the teammates? Example, Nick Marshall's comments. What do you uh, what would you say to that? You know, I'm, I'm never going to say somebody quits. I thought they played as poorly as they could play. Uh, when a team isn't playing hard and isn't, and, which they didn't, it was the worst tackling effort in a pro football game that I've seen in a long time. And that's usually a sign of either a team's very, very tired or that they're just not mentally into it. And, and uh, again, are they trying to make a statement? I, I don't know that. I love Craig Dickinson. You know, he's a he's a good old school coach. He worked with me in Calgary, and he's a, uh, I wish he you know things were better for him. But that team is just playing like they they don't they don't have any any identity. They don't have an identity on offense. They don't have an identity on defense. They don't know they're going to start Dolagala tonight. But my bet is is you know if it doesn't go well. Real quick, it's going to go to Mason Fine, and then who knows who knows what. So uh, I heard this week that um, Trevor's not going to be back. So this is this is what Saskatchewan has going into the playoffs. And uh, uh, again, it's it's uh, it's a tough one to to uh, to to say a team has quit on somebody, but they are playing for their jobs because other. I mean, I know as a general manager, when I, you know, when I would go evaluate film, I'd watch games like this because I don't want players on my team that are going to do that. I want guys who are going to go in and fly around, and it doesn't matter what the score. Because when you're when you're third and one on the goal line, you got to have somebody that you trust. And if you can't trust people now to play as hard as they can, so uh, you know these guys may think they're, you know, that I don't know, they're playing for themselves. They're playing for their own careers because every GM will watch the film the way I did and look for that on a team like this that played as poorly as they played last week. I'm just sifting through the comments. There are many. You're popular, Jim. I knew that, but now the whole world, now the whole world's figuring it out. 
BW in Edmonton says, Jim, what does uh, Canadian college football need to do to get more players starting on CFL rosters? Wow, that's that's a really interesting question because I think there's a it, there's a time coming when American players are going to start coming up and playing more in Canada, um, and which will just give them more to choose from. I think the Canadian talent has gone up so much since I came in the league, and in the U Sports is so much more competitive uh, than it was even ten years ago. Uh, Again, the jump from playing U sports to playing in the CFL is substantial. The advantage they have over the Americans is they understand the rules. Fullbacks, for example, understand the movements. That gives fullbacks a big advantage. Uh, offensive linemen understand the yard off. So, again, it helps offensive linemen. Um, but I think that the U sports coaching is much better. They've got bigger staffs. They're, um, you know, Teams are putting money into quality programs. Now, it was sad to watch what happened to Simon Fraser this year, and hopefully that's an anomaly and not going to happen across the board. But, you know, I look at, I, I just look at the, the OUA and I look at what the University of Saskatchewan and UBC is, you know, every, every year they're, they're putting in a, up a good team. And Calgary's been down, but now University of Alberta's up. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's a great time in, uh, for college football, and it's getting better. I think the, the, the mess that is the U.S. right now, which the, NI, the NIL has completely turned that into a free agency situation. So people are leaving right and left, and they're trying to find places they can play. And I know for a fact there's been a couple players who have said, you know what, I'm going to go play in Canada. And... Right now, the rule is you have to play four years in youth sports and you can be classified as a Canadian player. Uh, if they were to change that to two years, you'd see an influx of players who make a decision to come up and play here. Uh, again, it's a different brand of football, but it's, uh, it's still quality. So again, I, that I think is such a huge part of the CFL. I've been involved with grassroots football since I got up here. Because I started as a Pop Warner coach, 10 years old and 11-year-olds. And I coached high school football in the U.S. and small college and, and major college. But uh, it's watching it grow in Canada. And we've gone through some tough times. But I feel a resurgence happening. I feel people, uh, younger, guy, younger players and younger kids being involved in football and saying, this is something that I can do. It's what I love about the ratio is every team has somebody from somebody's hometown. And it doesn't matter where it is in northern Ontario or in in Saskatchewan and Lloydminster and wherever, there's people from there that are playing in the CFL, that are on teams in the CFL. And they say, I can do that. And again, the salaries are continuing to go up in the CFL. They're making it a, a way to make a, a legitimate living. And again, that's why I hope we don't see the the uh, the ratio change because I think it's crucial for the growth of football in Canada, which again I think spirals to the CFL. The growth of football in Canada means a stronger CFL, and uh, so that that's you know that's what I'm hoping hoping happens. I think it's uh, it's something you're going to see 
much more of. I know the NFL has started the NFL Academy in England, and I would be willing to bet that there's going to be some U sports teams that go over and recruit from there and bring guys over to play in Canada from that U, that academy. I think they've got 13 or 14 right now. The guy running it, Lamont Winston, played for me at San Francisco State back in the 80s, and he's uh, he said that there's they've got 13, 14 guys for sure going to U.S. colleges on scholarships, and he he was actually talking about you know that. Uh, a great spot for Canadian schools to to look for players if they need to, you know, need to get players. If players from Europe, all over Europe, go to this NFL Academy that's in London. So, yeah, I just think there's nothing nothing on the horizon but great things for you sports, and I think they're getting more and more publicity. And uh, uh, if you get a chance to go out to a game, they're exciting. The fan bases, they're, they're, every game I seem to go to is big crowds and they're excited about it. So uh, U sports, strong U sports means stronger CFL and I'm all for it. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Hey, a a quick one. We only got a minute or two here, but I see the Argos are resting AJ Willette for the game tomorrow against Ottawa. For Argos opponents the rest of the way, because Sask has them in the last week of the regular season. What are we going to see out of the Argos in terms of effort and roster, do you think? Well, Ouellette got banged up and he, they let him keep playing, but he was, he was cramping, and he was—he's—he's he's a bit banged up. Anybody who's banged up at all is not going to play. Uh, I think you're going to see Chad Kelly every game. I think you're going to see him for a little bit. They'll get him. I think they want to get him in a better rhythm, in more of a championship rhythm. And uh, you know that's hard to do when you're not playing. So uh, again, he's a—he's had a fantastic year. Uh, I think it's an MOP year. I think any guy who comes into a situation with the same players that went 11 and seven last year, basically the, the offensive line, the running backs, the receivers are the same. And he, in games, he's played half the snaps, 13 and 0. He has not been beaten. So the two games they've lost were the game he got hurt in the first quarter against Calgary and the game he didn't play. So against Winnipeg. Now, again, to me, there's nothing about, most outstanding is about making people around you better. And he has obviously done that. So. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, Ryan, uh, Din, Coach Dinwiddie is going to play him a little bit each game, each week. Who knows how long it'll be? I know that keeping him healthy is priority one. But getting his offense and getting his team, keeping that winning mindset, because that's a difficult thing to turn on and turn off. And you're seeing it happen in Saskatchewan right now because they can't get it turned back on. Yeah, absolutely. Great visit. Goes by very fast every week. Jim, thanks. We'll be watching. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate you. CFL on TSN analyst and five-time Great Cup champion Jim Barker. Our chats are brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They provide the best keynote speakers for your event. Look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. We'll be right back with a sports update. Audience takeover, Eddie Steele coming down the pipe in hour two. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. 
It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code Show, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code Show. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Hi, everybody. It's just you and me from now till the top of the hour, as we say in the broadcast business. So if you've got comments, now you can lay them on me. You see the number on the screen if you're watching on Game Plus or streaming. I'll have to tell those listening on radio. 902-518-3033. The number to reach me right here in the Florida studio. And uh, let's yak on whatever you'd like to talk about on this football Friday. But I'm going to jump into a sports update right now. Stepping outside the football world, there are just two NHL games scheduled tonight. Arizona visits New Jersey for the regular season opener of both clubs. This is what it says. Didn't the Devils just play Detroit? Didn't they? In the late game, Washington welcomes rival Pittsburgh in their home opener. Hang on, hang on. That can't be right. If, if it, the Penguins are coming off a 4-2 season opening home loss to Chicago on Tuesday. This says the Devils haven't played yet. Yeah, they just did last night and beat Detroit 4-3. Why am I paying for this service? Canadian basketball stars Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Lou Dort have called for an NBA team to be put in Montreal. The two Oklahoma City Thunder teammates called for the new franchise after OKC's 128-125 loss to Detroit in preseason action last night at Centre-Belle. The teams played in front of a sellout crowd of 21,055. I checked the poll results they're for key auto group and clark i'll give you a minute to see what they're saying on youtube i looked on twitter and interestingly enough 56 percent of you people saying no montreal shouldn't get an nba franchise should not be granted an expansion nba franchise and um it sparked a lot of comments in the chat here from the viewers whether they should or they shouldn't or who would be first las vegas or montreal or maybe we do a kooky thing like the NHL and give, like they did to Seattle and Vegas, give them to both. But yeah, I think Montreal absolutely should get an NBA team. I'd love to hear from the Eastern Canadians. Let's not forget Game Plus does air out there. I was sitting in Chris Nyland's living room watching the Stanley Cup final a few years ago. He's there, I'll watch you. I'll watch you. He pointed at the television. Videotron carries at East Link Cable, Rogers Cable across Quebec. What do you think, Montrealers? Do you want an NBA team? Because if you don't want it, we won't even explore it. What are they saying on YouTube, Clark? About the same? 56% saying no. Well, aren't you a bunch of Debbie Downers? Tiger Cats quarterback, Bolt, leave him. Tiger Cats quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell will make his first start in Hamilton tonight. Bo will be under center when Hamilton hosts the BC Lions. Injuries have limited Mitchell to just four starts this season. This is his first at home. The 8-8 eight eight Ticats are third in the East Division and clinched a playoff spot two weeks ago. 
The 11 and 5 Lions are second in the West and have also locked up a postseason berth. The CFL West's playoff picture will come into focus tonight as the Calgary Stampeders host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The 4 and 11 Stampeders need a win to remain in playoff contention or risk finishing outside the postseason for the first time since 2004. How about this? Meanwhile, the 6-10 and 10 Rough Riders can clinch the third and final playoff berth in the West Division with a victory. These things come to me in my head like earlier this week when I was reading the news release. It just looks so, in black and white, it looks so easy. All they got to do is win and they clinch a playoff spot. Thing is, they haven't done that since Labor Day. It ain't that easy. As we're finding out, I'm on pins and needles. And my brother, who today just won't leave me alone, been texting up a storm, uh, wanted to know where he's in the U.S. right now watching my niece, his daughter, play hockey at Mercyhurst University, NCAA women's hockey. He's like, where can I watch the game tonight? I said, CFL Plus, where we've been watching it all season long. Thanks for playing. So, yeah, we care. I'll just get the sponsor read in here for a second, then I'll go back to that. Uh, our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Moose will be back in hour two. We'll be spending a lot more time on the National Football League there, including playing Deal or No Deal. But it's a football Friday. We pinball back and forth between leagues at all levels. But we try to keep it to football on these days. And um, I'm at an interesting time in life. I, I, I feel like I'm talking right to the 55-plus age demographic because they get it. While I'm only 50 and can young compared to a lot of our viewers i've been at this broadcast business for 35 years so in a lot of ways my soul is tired and everything's changing like for instance we had this little discussion earlier with jeff the stamps fan regarding the braley bowl or not the, the dickinson bowl sorry and the cfl game note said tonight is the 10th all-time dickinson bowl Okay, but they never said what the record was in that bowl. And uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says uh, Dave is 6-2 and two all time against his little brother Craig. And I'm like, well, that adds up to eight, to 8. We've established I'm not good at math, but I'm not that stupid. And he goes, well, 6-3 and three if you include playoffs. And I'm like, well, we did, we, we're not supposed to include playoffs. What did we start including playoffs in these stats? Is that what we're doing now? I just can't keep up with it. And don't get me started on soccer, where you never know who's the home team because they got it backwards now. It's a European thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I said to Darren, when you're ready to send me out to pasture, just tap me on the shoulder. I'll go. So what is it? Is it the 10th? What are we, Clark, what do you think? Is it the 9th or the 10th? Are you including the regular season or in the playoffs or are you not? What do you think? He needs to think about it. Well, we'll turn it over to the streets when we come back. The audience on YouTube and, uh, of course, the text line. 
902-518-3033. Whatever you would like to talk about is all on the table when we return. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, we're back. We are back, are we ever. Audience takeover, as I said, and we've got the sports update out of the way for Common Crown, which means I got a lot of time for you people. I'm just checking the schedule here of all kinds of things. There are three college football games tonight. I'm getting my mind around how you stay on top of all sports this time of year in the fall. Like, the Blue Jays are out, so I'm not even... Don't even turn the TV on for baseball. Um, Here, Florida Atlantic University, college teams on the road. They're playing at South Florida tomorrow, so I won't be watching the Owls. Uh, It's just, it's it's so much. And we try to talk a lot of CFL here because I know there's millions of CFL fans. There's no doubt, but there's millions of people that aren't. So we're trying to strike an delicate balance kirk in toronto watches this and god bless him every day he does on game plus tv uh he writes in says hi rod overdrive show on tsn never talks about the cfl with the exception of the gray cup they talk about the nfl ad nauseum well i've been around the block a couple times too been in this business a while you kind of, you got to go with the numbers. You got to play the numbers game. You got to give people what they want. And I've heard for years and years and years, for at least the last 20, people tell me that Toronto is an NFL town. And the thing is, they're not. But you can't tell them that. So, And the first guy that told me that was Jim Lang, our good friend who he's going to be on on Monday, right, Clark? Canada's foremost NFL expert. Clark uh, has booked Jim Lang for Monday. <laughs> it was on my old radio show one time, and it was broadcasting from Regina as voice of the Rough Riders. And Jim says, well, Rod, Toronto's an NFL town. And I said, is that right? What's the name of your team, Jim? I said, if that's the case, Regina's an NHL town. Like, what? You do have a pro team there. And we're kind of wandering into a topic that I don't want to get to here because they keep saying it all the time. And Arash was the most recent, I believe, on this show to say it. Torontonians view the CFL as minor league. And today's life tip is this. Make a meme out of it if you want. The only person responsible for your image and brand is you. So if the CFL is looked upon as minor league in Toronto or across the country of Canada, that's the CFL's fault. And it takes, it's going to take a lot of work for the CFL to change that perspective. And it may be that horse may be out of the trailer, as we say, not putting it back in. I don't quite get this one. Richard in Edmonton writes in, 902-518-3033, says, I thought the Rough Riders had a quarterback, used to be with BC a couple of years ago. What happened there? Rich, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I apologize to Kurt from Saskatoon. He had a question for Jim Barker. He writes in and says, hey, Jim, would you throw your hat into the ring when the Saskatchewan GM job comes up after the year? Sir, I didn't see that till now. Never say never, I guess, right? Kevin, the medium, writes in and says, good morning, RP peeps. Happy Football Friday. He's sitting there in Calgary where they got a game tonight. The Stampeders and the Rough Riders. I will tell you, the last time a game with these playoff implications happened was 2005. Henry Burris was the quarterback for Calgary. Marcus Crandall was the quarterback for Saskatchewan. And I called it. I called the game. I think we ended up losing and we went to Montreal for a crossover. It's a hell of a story there, too. <laughs> Ryan in upstate New York says, I think Rich is referring to Cody Fajardo, who is now in Montreal. Well, thank you, Ryan, for deciphering that. I can't decipher this on live. Like, what kind of a question is that? Put it out on Twitter to everybody else. Don't put it to me. Uh, Patrolman Pete says, Toronto has as many NFL teams as Winnipeg and Regina. Right? Hour two of a football Friday coming up right after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.